Hello and good day. I'm your host, Scott Jordan, and it's time to set the water to boil. This is Tea Talk Asia. This week, we have a special show for you, not from Omaha, but brought to you from Seoul, South Korea, on the campus of Yonsei University, where we are joined by a professor of philosophy from Sangung University, also in Seoul, Dr. Cheng Chung. But first, while we let our tea steep, we'll begin this show as we began all shows, by turning our eye to the east with a look at Asia and the headlines for the week of May 5th, 2014. We begin this week in China, where just one week after a similar instance occurred in the country's Xinjiang province, a knife attack occurred in a Guangzhou train station that has left six people injured. Police shot and killed one of the armed attackers. As of now, these two knife attacks and another attack back in March that results in 29 deaths are suspected to have been carried out by a separatist Muslim Uyghur group, Chinese authorities say. Also out of China, a man from Guangdong, named by state media only as Mr. Li, was sentenced to 10 years in prison for leaking classified military information. Mr. Li was reported to have leaked 23 government documents, several of which were highly classified by the Chinese government. He had spread them out among several members of the media and government using an intricate system of aliases. In South Korea, rescue and recovery efforts continue for the Seawolf Ferry accident that has currently claimed 262 lives, with 40 people still missing. Another casualty is added to the ferry incident's death toll as one diver, a Mr. Lee, became unconscious and later died in the hospital in an effort to relocate the remaining missing. Prime Minister Chung Hong-won adds more thorough health checks on the rescue crews to the many safety regulations under fire and partially responsible for the massive loss of life in this disaster. This week, Dennis Rodman, former NBA basketball star and the only American to date to have personally spoken with the North Korean leader, Kim Jong-un, stated that Kim's uncle and ex-girlfriend were not executed as per the report out of Pyongyang. Rodman reports to have seen both of these individuals alive after the date they were officially reported dead. Speculation surrounds Rodman's claims, as he has also been reported to have been heavily intoxicated during his visit to North Korea, and was reported to having gone to rehab following his trip in order to detox. In Manila, the annual U.S.-Philippines war exercises have been launched. 5,500 troops from both countries will partake in the activities. These exercises, mostly consisting of maritime procedures, come just one week after President Obama's trip to Manila, where he pledged, quote, ironclad defenses for the Philippines in the case of Chinese aggression. Beijing and Manila have had raised tensions lately over island territorial disputes and increased Chinese military presence in the South China Sea. We finish this week's Asia and the headlines with breaking news coming out of the situation in Thailand. Thai Prime Minister Ying Lak Shinawat appeared before the Constitutional Court to defend herself against corruption charges. A group of Thai senators charged Ying Lak and her party with abusing power during the transferring of the National Security Chief in 2011. If found guilty, Ying Lak can be banned from politics for five years and removed from her current office. Opposition would like to see Ying Luck's democratic government replaced by an unelected People's Council. This divide has led to a deeply polarized Thailand. The court's final decision on the abuse of power case is expected Wednesday. 
We'll bring you more on the story as it develops. That was a look at Asia and the headlines for this week. And before we begin our discussion with Dr. Chong, a few words from the Asian World Center. Creighton University is now enrolling students in our new master's degree program in East-West Studies, designed to provide students a unique, immersive, and international experience in the U.S. and Asia. This program bridges Eastern and Western concepts, including the arts, business, conflict resolution, and technology, to enable you to take a leadership role in today's global community. To apply online, visit ews.creighton.edu. Creighton University, for the greater. This week, we have the privilege to sit on the campus of Yonsei University in Seoul, South Korea, with Dr. Che Yung Chung, a professor of philosophy at Sogang University, just down the street. Dr. Chung was born in Seoul, South Korea, and gained his bachelor's and master's degree from Sogang University, and before returning there as a professor, he gained his PhD from the University of Hawaii in the United States. His current areas of research are in Mo's thought, Confucian philosophy, ancient Chinese philosophy, and philosophy of language and logic. Dr. Chong has published six books on his research and numerous articles. In 2013, Dr. Chong came to Omaha to work as a visiting scholar with the University of Nebraska, Omaha. Today, we caught up with him in Seoul, and without further ado, welcome Dr. Chong. Dr. Chong, thanks for uh, taking the time out to speak with me. Mm -hmm. So, real quickly, can you tell us a little bit about how you got to, well, I guess America for the first time, then how you got to Omaha from there. And so, because you had studied first in the University of Hawaii, mm -hmm. and was that your first time out of uh, Korea, Korea to the United yeah, States? Yeah. yeah, it's a second time to visit America. It's a, uh, actually, it's a, Jinmei and Maorong is a, uh, invite me to uh, Omaha, oh. and they they suggested that to visit Omaha. I think it's a good idea. And actually, my son was uh, was there already, so I gladly uh, accepted the invitation. That's, uh, that's why I um, made my mind to uh, visit Omaha uh, right. as a visiting scholar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What got your uh, your son to go to uh, UNO is where he is attending, right? Mm -hmm. And what what provoked him to go there out of any of the schools he could have gone to? Uh, he had some difficulty in, in Korea because uh, he was born in Hawaii and then oh, he okay. was raised uh, for uh, almost seven years. And he came to Korea, as a, but his Korea, is, uh, as you know, is very competitive. In, oh, um, right. Okay. <laughs> so he was very, he had been a very hard time in, mm -hmm. in get adjusted and but he he was also was worried all over coming to United States because uh, he forgot uh, English for a long time. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, uh, after he failed one time at the entrance exam in, mm -hmm. in Korea, uh, uh, he I, I strongly recommend him to go to United States for the study and. All right. Yeah. So, um, why did you end up going to the University of Omaha? Was it your is it, was it your sabbatical time that you decided to study abroad, or is there a special requirement for professors here? Oh, actually, so my uh, friend uh, Hala Kim was uh, was he was teaching at uh, University of Omaha for a long time, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, he also uh, gave some tips to uh, uh, go, go to uh, 
uh, United States for uh, study in college. Okay. So that's why I sent uh, my son to UNO. Is, okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. And so um, when you, because you spent one year studying mm -hmm. at the University of Omaha, mm -hmm. and so what, um, why did you study abroad? Was it just uh, your sabbatical time, or did you um, just want to study abroad in Omaha for a little bit? Or not study abroad, but be a visiting scholar more so? Mm -hmm. uh, actually, uh, I started to teach uh, uh, at the university, uh, not uh, Sogang, but before I coming back right. to Sogang, is I, I taught uh, Jeju National University at Jeju oh. Island so for five years and then as I moved to Sogang University and so there is no uh, time for uh, rest mm -hmm. actually uh, my friend who came to the Jeju National University together and they had uh, some sabbatical period okay. but I, because I moved during that time I see yeah, so mm -hmm. uh, I, I had taught uh, for uh, 12 years without mm -hmm. rest and uh, so oh, wow. yeah I want to take some rest and yeah. I want to reflect my uh, career and, and, and I want to uh, yeah this, uh, I needed some rest and right. that's why I, I, the reason is I went to the Omaha I see and, and so what um, what did you work on while you were in Omaha what areas were you oh actually so, uh, in the before I go to the Omaha is a, I, I got some uh, mentor uh, uh, for physical training oh. in, in Korea. A, so I had been uh, trained for uh, six months, almost six months and from the guidance of, of some uh, physical trainer mm -hmm. in Korea. A, I, I was uh, <laughs> awakened by him is a, uh, the importance of training, especially mm -hmm. the body mm -hmm. training. So uh, when I uh, make, made my mind to, to uh, go to Omaha, is, uh, I also had in mind is uh, I, uh, I trained more uh, uh, my physical body in, mm -hmm. in Omaha uh, and I keep uh, training my body and, and, and also I want to relate my uh, insight with uh, uh, my uh, academic uh, concern, mm -hmm. which is uh, to build my, I mean, to build one's uh, virtue. Is, uh, so is, uh, in, in, uh, in ancient uh, Asian uh, countries, is, uh, the most, uh, uh, the <clears throat> most typical concern was to build their own virtues. Mm -hmm. The including uh, ethical virtues and intellectual virtues and, and uh, aesthetic virtues and so on. So uh, I had a time to relate uh, my uh, virtues in physical strength mm -hmm. with, my, uh, uh, with the virtues of uh, ethical and, and uh, social political or mm -hmm. uh, intellectual and aesthetic virtues. So right. yeah, that's the topic uh, on which is uh, I wrote a book. Okay. Yeah, and then then is uh, uh, my another concern, uh, academic concern, was to uh, understand uh, the ancient uh, Chinese people, Chinese philosophy, uh, in term from the uh, uh, logical point of view. Is uh, so mm -hmm. uh, 
uh, it, it, I mean, intellectual virtue is so important for me is to understand the ancient Chinese philosophy. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wrote a paper on that theme, and then sure. I presented uh, my paper on uh, uh, APA uh, Eastern oh. Session. Yeah. Okay. So that's my two concerns was uh, went on, in, on when I was in Omaha. Right. Okay. Well, that's that's very interesting because that would seem like something that a Jesuit university overall would really want to foster is that idea mm -hmm. of being a virtuous person in mm -hmm. the whole, not mm -hmm. just intellectually, mm -hmm. but as far as keeping mm -hmm. your body under mm -hmm. a strict sort of discipline. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm wondering, what is um, the Jesuit education in in Korea? What mm -hmm. what is it like here? In uh, Sohang University, is a philosopher, not professors usually. Uh, um, pay attention to their teaching students, not just uh, 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 just uh, uh, how about is it? Just uh, uh, what what is the English? Is the Yenjiu is oh is just academic uh, study is right. not their main concern. Right. So teaching and raising the students, mm -hmm. and so paying attention to stu students' needs is right. very emphasized. Mm -hmm. in, in, in uh, Sohang University. So that's why the Sohang University is only uh, 50th anniversary, but it's, uh, it, it has been uh, one of the prestigious, most prestigious university in Korea. All so right. it's very amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, I, I don't know much about the, the Jesuit uh, idea or the 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 sage who invented the Jesuit uh, mm -hmm. uh, community, but uh, we feel that it's a I I graduated Seoul University mm -hmm. and then uh, so uh, what I the impression what I got from uh, my university is uh, the professors are very energetically uh, teach students and, and I, I, I also I, I was impressed by mm -hmm. uh, that uh, sp uh, atmosphere and spirit and so I when I come back to Sogang is I was very proud to be part of that tradition oh, sure. yeah. all right so going back to your time in Omaha how was uh, how, how would you have compared your experience in the US to you know well living in the US and particularly living in Omaha to mm -hmm. living here in Seoul Mm. So, uh, actually, I I really enjoyed uh, living in Omaha. So I told my friends that is a they they that my friends told me is that there is only only a, some uh, cows and, and field, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing to play and nothing to see. Is so mm. what are you doing is <laughs> over there? So it's it's not a. You are not tired of, or you are not uh, boring of uh, that kind mm -hmm. of life, and but uh, I've never thought uh, in that way. So I, I was very, I was uh, very um, take a, a good rest over there, and, and I enjoyed the uh, the field mm -hmm. without any uh, buildings and without right. any tall uh, mountains. It's just a field that make mm -hmm. me uh, feel peace, peaceful, right. and and I was moved by the. Uh, sun, uh, uh, I mean, sets mm -hmm. the the beautiful scenery of uh, right. the Midwest in, in America, and, so, and also I uh, uh, listen to uh, music and, and uh, 
pop music especially. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, which I didn't uh, enjoy when I was studying at uh, Hawaii. So mm -hmm. I had no time. Right. And, and also as I, I realized uh, a lot of uh, the genuine life uh, of Americans, uh, the uh, middle-class Americans' mm -hmm. life. It's a real, genuine American life. Right? Yeah. I, I come to realize it, which I didn't uh, uh, understand before. Yeah. So, so more on that, that the general American life. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite as, or what were some of the the aspects of that that you really appreciated? Oh, it's uh, just uh, driving with my family and and taking a trip with my family. Is uh, make me feel is uh, oh, we are family and, and right. we are part of family and. That's why I, I work hard to to be with uh, in order to be with my family and so right. I really appreciate the the family value and, and okay. so on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it was impossible in, in Korea. It's uh, too busy in Korea. Uh, yeah. My kids went to the school and after school and he went to the Hagwon is a private uh, institution oh, right. and, and they come back is uh, almost midnight and oh wow <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh, we cannot imagine that kind of life yeah, yeah. oh okay yeah, well excellent it. so um just to kind of close up on the book that you had just written while you were studying in omaha mm -hmm. what um what are some important values that should be imparted onto all people of that kind of came out of the, the, the very specialized study that you were doing with Confucius and, mm -hmm. and the training the self and, mm -hmm. and more than just you know a mind training thing but also like a, a mm -hmm. whole body sort of sensibility what are some lessons we can take out of what you were studying uh, I I, uh, I, uh, I come to realize that there's a the truth fact is so important uh, is so, uh, and in order to get close to truth uh, or fact, is so we need to make an effort. And uh, what uh, surprising me, uh, what uh, what I have as as a uh, as a habit now is that is I reflect. Uh, I try to uh, reflect my experiences uh, from uh, more neutral or more. Uh, balanced viewpoint. Mm -hmm. So as I examine my experiences, um, I try to express my experiences in a more balanced or in, in an objective way. So that's why I, I write down my experiences and, mm -hmm. and I examine my experiences again. And so I come to internalize my experiences as, as my own. Right. So this is, I think this is the, uh, my uh, 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 a new habit and my uh, this is di different uh, uh, experiences uh, as a so I I I I I I can't say is a uh, before uh, 2012 and after 2012 mm -hmm. I I became a totally different person and totally different mm -hmm. uh, uh, teacher and totally different uh, professor and, right. and so on it's, so I come to. Um, make my own uh, experiences in a more objective way. Okay. So, yeah. so, uh, that's why I, I learned in, in Omaha and I continue to learn uh, other things in Korea. So, I, I continuously I will grow. Alright. Yeah. Well, that sounds excellent. Well, thank you again Dr. Chung for joining us and uh, 
Okay. I hope you have a great time with uh, the rest, with furthering your studies and working on this wonderful project. Okay. So. Thank you so much. Following my interview with Dr. Chung, him and I had a wonderful conversation over coffee, a very popular beverage among the South Korean people. And what we discussed is the topic of today's Words for Thought on this special Korean episode of Tea Talk Asia. Dr. Chong's research in the philosophy of Confucius draws on several important aspects that give us an interesting critique of South Korea today. Traditionally, up until rather lately, Korean society regarded those educated as the higher members of society over those of the business world and merchant classes. Today, the tradition has flipped. Rather, those who make the money tend to be the movers as a capitalization of Korean society has occurred, bringing traditional concepts of Korean thought into conflict, sometimes ending rather tragically. This is seen even today through the capsizing of the Seawall Ferry that has resulted in 262 Korean deaths thus far. Many of those deaths have been shown to be preventable had stricter safety regulations been in place and had the corruptibility of the ferry operators not allowed for bribery to play a role in who was allowed onto the lifeboats and who was not. One report states that the ferry operator told young students to wait in the cabin that were quickly filling with water until he returned. Following this order, the operator in question abandoned the students and sought for his own safety. This may sound a horrendous case of advantage-taking to Western ears, but is a demonstration of obedience in the eyes of Confucian thought. Likewise, the idea of Korean unification remains a desire of the Korean mind, but traditionally views and what Dr. Chong stated as a deep sense of justice have led to hindrances of this initiative. Both sides of the 38th parallel have been responsible for their share of human rights violations, and the reunification of Korea is more complicated than historical reunification examples such as Germany following the breakup of the Soviet Union, since the Korean division involved a war pitting brother against brother. Our discussion led to no solid solution to these issues, but did bring them to light and suggested the use of Dr. Chung's new project that combined intellectual work and physical work into a training of the whole person and the spread of this technique to an entire nation. At the end of the day, exposure is always the best first step. Let's keep this conversation going. As always, we like to hear what you have to say, so please send your opinions to awc at creighton.edu. We look forward to hearing from you. That is all we have for you this week. For more information on the Asian World Center or for more episodes of Tea Talk Asia, please visit www.creighton.edu slash Asia. From all of us here at the Asian World Center, we wish you a most happy today and an even better tomorrow. This has been Tea Talk Asia, looking east from west in Seoul, South Korea. I'm Scott Jordan. Thank you very much for listening. T-Talk Asia is a production of the Asian World Center at Creighton University in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm your host, Scott Jordan, with executive producer Maorong Zhang, managing producer Andrew Trapp, and Voices on Asia producer and host Cindy Workman. For more information, please visit creighton.edu slash awc.